the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Slow motion. Slow motion. What's up, boys? How's it going? Guess who's back? Back again. Oh, we got everybody back in here for episode 30 of the Alaska Wild Project podcast. Um, We have our good buddy Eric Corman here with us. Eric, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. He even did his hair, man. If you guys aren't watching this on YouTube, you got to log in and subscribe on our YouTube because Eric did his hair, man. It's looking fly. Smash that like button. (laughs) (laughs) I like his hairdo. That's that bear grease. That's the blueberry. That's right. Oh, nice. Oh, the blueberry. All natural. All natural. For the beard, too. The beard. Bear grease beard oil. Oh, yeah. Have you guys, uh, shout out to the Bear Grease podcast. Have you guys listened to that? Yeah, man, he's awesome. Yeah, Clay Newcomb. He's like voices like, man, I I just like 
drawn to it. Yeah. He's like got that southern draw and he's just like his yeah. history knowledge. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got some good uh good stuff. He's an Arkansas boy, so I, I was mm-hmm. listening to him we're on that sheep hunt and it was like the winds of this shat were coming to him. <laughs> and then it was like talking about all these like bear attacks and shit and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and like move it to something a little bit more nice. <laughs> a little more calming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has some he has some good stuff. If you haven't checked that out, check him out too. And if you haven't checked out some of the other Alaska podcasts, Mediocre Alaskan, um, Jeff Lund down there in Ketchikan, he's got a really good podcast. Of course, Crude, Crude Magazine and Chatter, uh, Chatter Marks, those guys are doing doing things too. Um, Tyler Friel. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, he's the man. I got to talk to uh, Jeff on my way out to the Moose Hunt. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Year. I listened yeah. to it. I listened to oh, it. Oh, did you? Was yeah, it, was it, good. Was it, was it good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was yeah. Good. I, we were trying to hook up all week, and I'm like, man, I got a long drive, and maybe we could just link up when I'm driving. He's like, oh, perfect. It was perfect. The yeah. sound it sounded good. Yeah, I was just was, driving in my good. truck, had him on speakerphone, you know? Yeah, I think, he's, he, I think he's ready to move on to the, uh, the road system. Oh, really? Yeah. He, keeps, he keeps just, like, seeing all the things we're doing and thinking about how he's kind of limited there, which, I mean, somewhat limited, but it's awesome too it's like oh, yeah. we want to go down there and yeah. do that stuff you know i'm sure he feels the same way he's seeing us here going moose hunting and rafting these rivers and do all that stuff whereas there if you listen to his pot everything you have to like jump on a on a, a boat, boat and go yeah. up some river or climb something you know i mean they got some sick deer hunting yeah, yeah. for sure they do yeah i mean it'd be really nice to go down there and do some deer hunting mountain goat mountain goat mm-hmm. steelheads yeah, cutthroat yeah yeah black bears mm-hmm. a lot of fun stuff you gotta mix it up I think he's gonna move. I think I think so. Yeah, so I, I, bet he I, does. I, I asked him. Well, yeah, Jeff, come on up here, he buddy. Come on up here. He, he he said he was gonna come up for a moose hunt. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, something thrown together on the hall road. I was like, oh, oh right. sweet. That didn't exactly yeah. answer my question, but <laughs> well, that's how I was really interested in mountain biking and like a bunch of local trails and stuff. Last time he came, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh he's yeah. into it. He's into it. That was yeah. fun. It was fun having a conversation with him, man. He's like, he's just. He's so in touch with like what you're saying because he he's got experience and yeah. and he's with it and our conversation kind of like we we're gonna talk about the sheep hunt which we did to some degree but it just kind of like veered off into some other really cool topics and and the reality of like the mindset of all of us as hunters and outdoorsmen and yeah how, how you know I I told you I mentioned something about the you know what size and contest and the whole thing that goes along with like hunting and masculinity and all that it's yeah. kind of cool to. Well, I th- there's like a, a whole spectrum of, you know, yeah. like outdoor people that go from full run and gun, shoot the biggest thing, yeah. you know, the chest pounders. in its head, you know, yeah. you know, the, the guys that like, instead of whacking the fish, they just punch it, you know, yeah. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> or step on <laughs> it. You've all seen it, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Just just zero like zero, zero oh, respect you know, for, for what, what's going on. And, yeah. Then you get yeah. all that and then you got. The, the full opposite too, like yeah, you know, the yeah. catch and release guy, the catch and release guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did some good uh, catch and releasing. We hit the Russian River up. I uh, mean, Mateo, this past Saturday. Oh yeah, I saw some pictures. <clears throat> yeah. No, it was Sunday, Saturday. At Is that where you guys on. went? Yeah, but it was so beautiful, dude. There was like no one there, man. Mm. It's just like I don't even want to tell people like there's yeah. no one there. But guess what? There's silvers in there. Well, there's trout in there. And you can go camping there. There's no line to wait in there to pay anything. Nope. 
It's bones. just like, dude, it's perfect to go camping, especially if it's going to be nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is cold. I mean, it's in the 40s and probably getting down to the 30s at night. But oh, that's yeah. fun, though. You get, you get stars. There's no bugs. Yeah, yeah, you got the stars. It's getting late. I'm surprised it's we didn't see morning. any bears. Didn't see any bears. They're probably the fish. They're probably, probably all down the, the yeah. lake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's stinky down there, right. but it's it's nice fishing, man. It's yeah. fun, and especially if you got stinky. little kids and they want to just snag those reds. Yeah, it's a good way for him to practice, like putting his hook back on and taking out the hook out of fish that are, you know, yeah, because that's that's how you learn how to line them. Yeah, and then you want them to learn that, so you're not the you know, hey, dad, you know, Poppy, help me. Uh, yeah. I got this, I got that. And he knows how to redo his whole thing. You yeah. know, if he loses it, or at least yeah. get it out the out the salmon, and that's. That's a skill to do, oh, you know, totally. even though I do a lot of, I'll smash his barbs and stuff. So that's a little bit easier, yeah. especially if he just wants to snack reds or whatever. But it's, uh, it's so fun to be out. There's no one out there, dude. There yeah. was like one person at that little cottonwood hole and then he was there for like five minutes yeah. and then he left and it was just me and Mattel. We ended up walking the river all the way down to the mouth. He said he'd never walked down there. And I was like, what? You never walked down there? I said, well, let's go. We'll walk the whole way. Fishing On the boardwalk? No, we walked the, oh, the walk river. Oh, the river. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, We walked cool. the river all the way down there. Fishing beads? Yeah, we were fishing beads, and he was. He would put some. We just tried a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was nice, and he wants to go to the falls. I realized he hasn't been to the falls or up there either, the lakes, and I was like, yeah. oh, let's go. We'll go maybe this weekend. Once he's ready for dry flies, that's my favorite spot in Alaska to dry fly fish is the Russian River. Yeah. No, no one does it. There's no actually there was more people on the going up that way in that parking lot than there was down at Grayling. Oh really? Yeah, I mean it was a beautiful day. It'd been oh. a perfect day to go up, up to the falls. Mm-hmm. I wonder if any fishing. of them were like hunters. You know, there's the, a lot of people hunting by back backpack up in the little lakes. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. speaking about that, I seen a guy and his and his woman on a four wheeler by Johnson's Pass. Is that like a hunting area there? This guy was rallying on his four wheeler on the pavement mm-hmm. with the rifle. Mm-hmm. The girl had a rifle on her back, and I was like, well, "Could you ride a four wheeler here? Is this yeah, like a some, hunting area?" There's some, there's some stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, they could be just hunting birds. That yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely birds around there. Yeah. Yeah, Highland bird hunting. Yeah. Do you, do you bust some alders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to get out there right there. now, man. It's oh, yeah. I love this time of the year. Yeah, it's like, uh, man, I'm I wouldn't even think about fishing right now, just being in full hunt mode. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, I would like to go. That sounds nice. I just like. Yeah, I'm probably going to go again Sunday. Yeah. I also was kind of nice how you went on the earlier moose hunt, so you can come back and still enjoy some of the mm-hmm. last few weeks of September, which are like hardcore fall, can have summer-ish warm days, but then have really cool nights. So September's actually a really fun time to get out. Um, and exactly. Just, everyone has gone fully transitioned to hunting, and it's mm-hmm. like, dude, you can go to the river. Oh, hardcore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're not a hunter and you just want to fish. way less people. Yeah. Still enjoy your boat or your raft or whatever. There's like, yeah, you, instead of piling in like you just talked about at gyms this year where it was just like chaotic and boats are smashing into each other, you can actually have the scenic yeah, river to yourself for once, you know, this time of year. Yeah, without the insanity. I think mm-hmm. like school going on impacts how many people get out too. Oh, it's major. Yeah, yeah that's true. Some people just turn into full homebody mode when it's school time. A lot of us have kids in sports, right? Hockey. Yeah, that's Eric's true. Eric's like, dude, he's a hockey dad 100%. all through. Dude. <laughs> yeah. How many days like a week dedicated. you in the rink? 5 a.m. this morning, morning yeah. skate. So. Comp yeah. hockey? Or? Yep, comp hockey. So yeah, that's what, like five or seven days a week? or About five days a week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Travel trips. Yep. All of it coming up. It's all fun, though. Oh, yeah, and you're a, you're a hockey player. You, you could only have... 
dreamed to have done what yeah. you know what he's, he's doing, doing now exactly when you were little. Yeah, because I know you definitely would if if you could, if, if Bruce could have done it for yep. you or whatever back then. But that's kind of cool to be able to do that with your kids and yeah. you know, have that opportunity. It's a sacrifice. It is. Yeah, to have your kids oh, in dude. hockey. I mean, I know a lot of dads that's like every weekend. No, oh, they man. can't go ice fishing. They can't do this stuff. It's a yeah. hockey tournament. Like every, especially if they're in comp, it's yeah. like every other weekend there's a tournament snow, somewhere. Can't go snow machining. Yeah, yeah. Ice going fishing. On practice, ice fishing. Yeah. yeah. No more skiing. Nothing. It's nope. tough. Nothing. Yeah, and then like if you got multiple kids, they're like on different associations. So they're at this rink and that rink. I mean, some of yeah. these parents I talk to them like, they literally are like eating takeout in their truck. Yeah. In between runs of the rink and like mm. man, it's it's. I mean, it's all good. It's time with it's your a children. small window too. It's a very small you window. Have. Yeah, and that's you know they learn a lot. Yeah, the kids there, learn a lot. There's a lot of cool relationships sport. that are built with their kids and then other parents and parents and like there's a lot of other stuff that goes along yeah. with it. Hundred percent. Yeah. So the parents, you meet yeah, a lot of nice people and you do all that stuff. You do. So. You bond and you create that's relationships yeah. and stuff. So there's more to than just like that hockey. Yeah. Especially the subway man, you got that blue line up there. You boys know about that blue line, don't oh, you? Oh no, I don't know anything about <laughs> what's this. Tell us more. How many chicken strips? <laughs> Some shaggy sauce? Some shaggy, shaggy sauce. wings? Oh, man. It's not the it's not the O'Malley. It'll always be the O'Malley, but it's not called O'Malley. Yeah. yeah. I like, call it Subway. I mean, it's, I don't even know Subway. what else to call yeah, it. Subway. Yeah. It's called, called something else Subway. now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's like CBS, the Ro- No, it's Royal Ink. Yeah, it is Royal. Pro- oh, yeah, you're right. Some products yeah. or something. Yeah. It's it's well, Hey, shout out to Royal pens. because they're keeping it going. They're I'm yeah, sure they're paying something to have their sign out there. Yeah, and the blue line's still there and it's all still operating. Yeah. Which is good. I don't I don't really go to the blue line. Yeah, John does a good job running that ring. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, dude, man, it's like super awesome to be back to you. I missed you guys. Like, it was kind of pretty lonely listening to a podcast that I wasn't on. I'm not going to lie. I was a little like FOMO'd out. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, the gang's back together. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, the recording with Pops and, uh, uh, oh, man, what was the other gentleman's name? Earl. Earl, man. How do I forget that? Earl. Such an awesome old codger name. No, all due respect, Earl. Yeah, Earl's a Whole bad country. dude. Oh, oh they were so soft spoken, man. They're awesome, man. And I, and I met your dad this summer. I told you after yeah. the bear hunt yeah. and all that. And I was really cool to listen to you guys. Yeah, it was fun to have them. They were stoked. Yeah, when I was telling these guys when uh, when we came out with the first moose, uh, Earl listened to four of the podcasts. So it was kind of cool. Oh, cool. been back to Anchorage and back. Yeah, yeah. You guys had a good year in camp. Yeah, it was nice. It was. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I heard, it, heard the story, but I, yeah, yeah. I literally have not talked to you, yeah. been able to talk to you about it until right this moment. So, well, so I guess we can add a little bit to the story. Sure. So we had talked yeah, about, um, you know, how we have these other family friends that hunt the second half afterwards. of the season. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So they are in there, and uh, they're in there. Well, they just probably came out, right? Yeah, they just came out, out yeah. and. Uh, we had also talked on the podcast how there's like this hunter etiquette thing and it's a small valley and this group had come in a couple of years ago and basically like camped right where we hunt. Oh, the young kids that your dad, yeah. that I asked about yeah, in the yeah. previous one. Okay. And they're not that young, you know, they're like close to our age, you know, yeah, they're yeah. 30 to 40 kind of range. Um, they came in and they went and camped right where, um, like 350 yards away from our camp, right in the bottom of the Creek. What? Um, oh, pass where you guys and go down there. Yeah. Down and then to the right. Like somewhere where, yeah. So you can see their, their camp from, from our tent. And uh, I mean, it's a really small area to hunt. It's like, we have uh, like a one mile radius kind of hunting area, small bowl. And uh, I mean, we've already talked to these guys like, Hey, you know, this is right where we hunt. It's actually really dangerous for you guys to hunt right there because that's, we're going to be walking through willows that are head high there. 
Um, but they went and did it anyway. Um, and it, it's just a bummer. Like you, you talk to people and you're like, and I had offered, I, I said, Hey, you know, I, I work down a double shovel. You can come in. Uh, I grew up hunting a lot of different areas of Alaska. I will help you find an awesome moose hunting spot, even close to our spot. And, you know, they didn't take me up on the offer, and then they kind of just, like, come in. Just and give you the big FU, pretty much. Well, what's really yeah. crazy, because I've been on that trail, and there's so many other spots you could go. So many. Yeah. So many, and there's not a lot of they people back there. just want to go to the deepest spot. Exactly. Yeah. But there's already a crew there. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And it, it, it really makes it dangerous. And, it, and it's like, I don't, I don't know, like, when you're out sheep hunting, I'd rather – not get a sheep and not see someone mm. then see someone else and get a sheep yeah it's it's like yeah, part it's of that experience um and so now we're like at uh, luckily we're at moose camp we didn't really have that problem but that you know our hunting part brethren that comes after us now is dealing with this this group did you speak to them at all or anything? uh they just were drove by by what well, he like walked out to talk to him and they what zip right oh, by him yeah wow. yeah so, mm. kind of a bummer were they successful? Yeah, don't do that, don't people. Listen, if there's another crew there, you need to be out of that valley right. or that mountain area that you're at until at least two, three miles away. I mean, yeah. that's yeah, is that yeah, too two much? Two or three miles. is. It seems like a bare minimum would be a mile of, like, there's a line a mile away where, like, that would be the closest you would come. So your camp should be, like, two miles away. So they're hunting out a mile yeah, that that would be like the shortest. In, That's in, about where like, we are, isn't yeah, it, Eric? I'd say so. We, we have two parties that are like nestled up next to us because you can hear them calling still. At, yeah, at that two to three mile mark. Yes, mm. yeah, sure. And, and truth be told, we honestly are the third group that came in to that area. Those guys were already established. Oh, you guys! But we didn't know. We didn't know because there's enough distance. So it wasn't for like several years we were going up there that we finally discovered like, Oh shit, there's like two other groups around. Yeah. And then, you know, one group we haven't talked to, but we know their boundary. It's yeah. what two I think we did on your, your phone. App. A little the topo to you. app. Yeah, you can move that it was about three miles. Three. If, if the way the crow flies. Yes. Okay. So that's a pretty good distance. And the hunting never is like any closer than two. Yeah. Like yeah. even if they shot something, our direction, like enough, Top topography and shit like it would never even be a right, thing but right. and then the other guys they're probably a little further i want to say five bit. the way the crow flies maybe still that three mark but yeah, they're still pretty close though yeah that one morning man they sound like they're like coming up yep. our trail dude yeah but it's there's a thing to that like i, I kind of got in my head and eric was really there's one thing about hunting with eric he's an awesome partner where he's and we're friends and we've been friends forever we're best friends since childhood high school and like he can pick up whenever i'm kind of getting a little bit like Ugh. you know like i was like man we're up here and i can hear these guys calling and i hear those guys calling and it's like god damn it you know we came all the way up here i don't want to be like listening to other fucking guys calling yeah but it's like eric's like dude there's like plenty of moose there's plenty of area it's all gonna be fine you know he, he always reminds me of that and sure enough, it's always fine. Everybody gets their moose. No one really rubs, true, really, truly rubs shoulders. Might run into each other out there once in a while and way out on the trail or whatever. But, like, it, it's still all good, right, Eric? Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's just like, near impossible to get to away get from it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because even the guys that are not by us, they have airplane. So yeah. we're right, here right. on Argos, uh, and here true. they are landing on their airstrip two, oh. three miles away. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And you truth know? be told, I'm pretty sure they were the first, 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 oh, yeah, first ones. Yeah. You know? Like, we found out the pilot is, like, his dad 
was the yeah. original, and then like he's an older guy. So I was like, well, shit, if there's enough is, yeah. game to sustain the amount of hunters that are going in, and yeah. the hunters are respectful yeah. to each other and space out. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you can do it safely. That's that's yeah. important. Yeah. You know, that's a big deal. Well, and that's why I think it's great to run into those parties and kind of ha- set the boundaries. Not like, well, it's our area, not your area. It's not that. It's just like, well, if you guys are clear around there, we're clear around here. We're never going to like accidentally shoot at each other. That's probably the most important thing. Yeah. So, of all. for example, on this group, like the first time we met him, um, I thought my dad was really polite, but he went out and talked to him. Was like, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go hunt down that creek, and by the, they're like, we're going to go a couple miles, and he's like, well. You know, the lake isn't even one mile, so you're going to be pretty close to us. So where are you going to think you're going? They kind of showed us, and it's like 350 yards or something. It's pretty close. and <laughs> Way too close. Yeah, really? yeah. That's like, and, and, and so they're like like going to hey. go, go there. <laughs> and then the first thing that came in my dad's mouth was like, hey, that's our morning walk. That's where we walk and call. We don't yeah. call from camp. We walk down to that spot and call. And... I mean, that where they set up their camp is like literally like 15 feet from where I call, and so it's that's not safe. No, and we did have that conversation. Like, hey, this is where we hunt, and they camp right on the spot we hunt. It's just one of the spots, you know, but hmm. one of the main spots. The spot I spent a lot of mornings on this trip. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can understand if it's your first time in an area and you reach the end of the trail and it's nighttime and these guys are mm-hmm. there and you're yep. like, listen, I'm just going to set my camp up and then in the morning we're going to move. I'll be out of here. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm yeah. not going to shoot anything here because yeah. this is your area. Yeah. It's just common courtesy and like it's the it's the brotherhood of hunting. Like it's the code. You, yeah. It's not a rule. It's not in a book. It's not on a wall. It's just what you fucking do. You don't it's like. Sense. Yeah, you don't just yeah, do that. Sense. I mean, exactly. But if there's some young guns and they're looking to try and take over, which is what it sounds like is going on there, they're just looking for you guys to give up and run out. I don't think so. I think that they just have. They must be from like Michigan or I'm nothing against people from Michigan, but from for a example, place where, where it's crowded hunting. It's right? crowded hunting, yeah. and and then also there's just like no respect. That part bugs me. It's like one thing if they come in, it's like to take you up in your offer. Well, okay, well, is there like an alternate area where we could go or out of your hair, but we yeah. could still have some good moose hunting? I bet you would have been more than happy to oh, send yeah. them in the right direction. I offered. Yeah. Right? Somewhere yeah. safe where they might have a chance and they're not competing or integrated with your area or yeah. potentially in a safety hazard shooting area, oh, which yeah. is really, hey, man, 300 or 30 caliber rifles go a long way oh, yeah. with a lot of power. Yeah. yeah. And, and now it's going to happen. It's going to create a competition for moose because the way gosh, that we hunt man. it, we'll, we'll be higher than them and see moose that are around them. And if we're in there at the same time, I know that our party will be like, let's go get that moose that's in our spot. You know, we, we'll ride we don't see tons do of it. moose. Right. And now you're in this like six foot willow in these like r- crazy ravines just uphill. Well, that's the difference between it, like your guys' spot. It's, it's not, I would say the moose hunting, there's like rivers and there's lakes and there's open, really red fields where you're there's sparse spruce and, and you can see a moose coming from a long way away or you're on a knob, maybe like your guys' spot looking mm-hmm. at pictures where you're looking at a distance of three, four miles that's open. Absolutely. And you're doing that. Whereas them, they're like within condensed a two, timber. condensed into a timber of mm-hmm. like one to two miles. Yeah. yeah. And so there's really no room for in, someone else to be no. in that area. Whereas you guys, I mean, if someone's two miles to the left- yeah. You know, oh, you yeah. might be okay because you might get a moose coming from this way or a moose coming from that oh, yeah. way. 
and you don't know how they're going to come up to you guys and you have all that view to look right you know versus that tight yeah like the moose i took this year was i could have taken with a bow like that's how oh, close i tight. had to get to the moose to shoot it yeah. to give and see and, and i a had shooting to wait lane, like right? 20 minutes for it to step into a spot that i had a shooting lane yeah. Which at is an eternity. <laughs> when right? in, and you're at 24 yards, you know, you think you should be able to shoot, have a lot of opportunities, you know, but no. Not in, there thick, was not one, in thick timber. Right. Yeah. And so now you're you're hunting in close proximity to another group, making calls, like, do they know that that's a person? You know, are they yeah, like, yeah. I'm scraping, I'm grunting, and now you're 50 yards away from someone, and, yeah. you know, they see your scapula. I don't you know. <laughs> Every year, knows, some you know? motherfucker shoots someone. Someone died because in they chicken think, last week. Yeah, because they think oh, it's really? an animal. Yep. You know, if you don't want to have to be told to wear orange. We are going to have to wear orange if this is the etiquette that we yeah. adopt. As yeah, that's sense. exactly why there is, if you go to Minnesota or you go to Montana or any of these. It's required. It's a law. You, have to, you wear, have to wear square inches or something on your body, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, because so many people get shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Which and is it, insane. Hunting is not worth that. Like, I'm going no, out hunting no. for the experience of being in the wild and then also bring food home to my kids. Yeah. Like, I need to be a dad still, not, you know, well, end up with a bullet hole. In and, and to segue off that, um, I, I think that goes into a lot of, like, how you choose your hunting partners and, and the, the guys you're with, not just for that camaraderie and the bond and all that. The guys that you trust that are, like, safe with their rifles. Oh, you sure. know, like, I can go with Eric and we go out in the boat. And do we have rifles just sitting out and ammo and shit like they're ready to go? Yeah, man, we do. But we communicate, hey, chamber's not hot. You know, I, yeah. you're, mm-hmm. I load his gun for him, but I don't put one in the chamber. And I yeah. put it on safety. And I set it down. I said, Eric, it's loaded. It is not hot. And it's on safety. Mm-hmm. So he knows he can grab it when he's ready and load one in. And like, you know what I mean? Right. It's like you have that trust with somebody mm-hmm. where you're like, hey, he can be working and handling his rifle anywhere around me and I don't have to watch him. Yeah. Right. Make sure he's not accidentally well, pointing at me or whatever. You yeah. know, you just, mm-hmm. I mean that, that, well, part of that is communication. Yeah. A big part yeah. of that is yeah. like being able yeah. to say, Hey, this is how we do things. And, this and why is we don't safe. have to wear orange vests together. Cause I'm not going to, we're not going to actually shoot each other out there. Yeah. You know, not to mention you should be shooting something to have a clear, perfect view and know exactly what it is and <laughs> legal and the whole nine, that, right? That's, that's crazy. Actually, we should. I want to look into that. Like, how how, how does that ha- even happen? Like, you're behind a brush with making a noise and someone just shoots into that brush. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. Yeah, thinks yeah. it's a bear. I don't know. Yeah, gets worried. Never they, pull that trigger like there, just to do it. There is the Swiss cheese effect, though. I mean, I I think I've articulated some of my experiences with that. But like, if you add bias into your situation and you truly believe one thing, so say like you're on a legal moose, you saw the moose, it walked over this, you're in close quarters, it walked over in this other draw. And then, you know, you go in that other draw, you see the horns flash down there, and then you go over the next draw, and then you see white, you pick up your rifle, and it's actually someone else with a scapula in their hand. Like, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, but I would think when you're looking through your scope, and you're trying to make your shot, you realize, oh, you have this isn't a moose, a 1,500, 2,000 pound animal, this is George. Yeah, you need to be making those right decisions for sure. When the choice is made, you're going to actually apply the pressure to pull that trigger. I feel like a lot of information needs to process and be confirmed before it ever happens. Totally. Like (laughs) a clear view of what it is. 
where you're trying to shoot it. Are yeah. you shooting it in the neck, the behind the shoulder? Are you trying to catch it at a certain angle? Like yeah. all that stuff's got to get processed before you ever even think about doing that. Yeah. Doesn't it? Well, that's just, I mean, it's that just crazy. goes with education and maybe someone that never taught them how to do it. Exactly. And you got people that are mm-hmm. new going together that maybe never took a class or their dad didn't show them, but they're interested in getting after yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it reminds me of the story I went to when I was first hunting, started hunting back again, you know, in the 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And I went to Eureka and there's like this obvious new group of hunters that are like, chasing down these caribou oh. with the freaking four-wheeler jump up and i'm just like what's going on dude yeah and then i come back and i'm like listening i could just hear them hooting and hollering and one dude's like can you shoot it with the 45 because i just shot it with my pistol ah, da, da, da. like shooting like crazy in the air after mm. he just shot this caribou like off his four-wheeler i'm just like whoa this is insane like yeah. who no this isn't the movie those are those are just ignorant hunters like i don't think they mean to be total jackasses they're just like so excited and in the moment and they're not thinking about like the consequences. Yeah. yeah. They're just yeah. thinking about the, the high that they're on, on that situation, you know? Yeah. It, I think but you gotta watch out for those stupid fuckers, man. It's you really like do. you learn from people, the experience. I mean, that's why you go to hunter's ed and learn from an experienced yeah, person. Man. You go out with your dad or your uncle or whatever. If you, if you have that, yeah. you have to talk about these complex situations. Like the one I just articulated, not like, Hey, I always just look. But it's like, hey, you can be in this situation where three or four things have happened that make you think something that may or may not be right. And you still Mm -hmm. have to take the time to use that judgment. Yeah. Well, just it's just like those type of hunters just create this bad stigma that just permeates over all of hunting. Yeah. Like that's what it's like. And it's absolutely not. Yeah. You know, there's the one off jackasses. There's a lot of them. You know, but there's but also, it but it doesn't take a lot to ruin, right? You yeah. know, the perception yeah. of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they're the ones that amplify the situation, right? Yeah, in a yeah. negative light, but on a positive light. Eric and I just got back from an epic moose hunt. Yeah, my first question, to Eric, is, yeah, where exactly is your moose camp? It's in Alaska. <laughs> Moose that's, Creek. A good, that's a good start. That's a good start. So if you guys get on a map, if you guys get on a map, there's this river, and then there's this like section it's north of, or south. It's like the northern southern area. Got it. Like Got right it. in between. Yeah, it's like, unit twenty six. North yeah. of Anchorage. Yeah. North, yeah. Of, north yeah. of Anchorage. Yeah. Moose Meadow. Uh, Upper Huffman is like a really popular area. <laughs> North we're, of Anchorage, south of Prudhoe. We're so ridiculous, Alaskans are, with your hunting spot and your fishing spot and everything, but it's actually the way it has to be. Like, we'll sit here and talk on end about your hunting area and all this, and, like, I have zero clue where it is. I mean, I could tie to cast or whatever, but it's okay, and it's cool because it's mysterious mm-hmm. in itself. And in and, and any way, like, everybody's spot's kind of mysterious if you've never been there. You can hear about it and talk about it. And I was telling Eric, as far as our spot goes, like, try it. Just try to get there. Well, you, put the, work, you put the work in to find it finally. And yes. To give it up to have somebody come camp 300 yards below you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's what you want to avoid. On your you, want to avoid you want to avoid that. Yeah. Yes. And that's yeah. not saying that you guys gave it up to no. somebody. It's just. Well, you made it, it that ju- far. It, that's good. It, it, just takes, it just takes a loose lip to over, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and and Eric's right. Like we, we went through a, a five or six year period of a lot of trial and error. Some thinking, talking about hunting people 
Remember when we went off the river a few years ago? We're suit. calling and getting all excited, and I'm like, I see a face. Yeah. <laughs> I we see heard a him dude's calling back, face. and he's glassing. He's, it's a dude. I was like, what? He's like, it's a guy. And we're like thinking we're what? like. In the middle of nowhere. No, nowhere. Yep. I mean, we went so yeah. far, almost ran out of gas in the boat, like deep. Yeah. And then these dudes pop out, and I'm like, what? I was like, man, we got to do something yeah. else, dude. We got to do something else. We're running another river one time, and these dudes come cruising by, and these, there's a guy on a ladder. On the top of the ladder as the boat's going by, looking over the brush. I'm like, yeah. I don't want this, dude. Like, we need to just go find yeah. our own shit. And, yeah, we, we, we put in perspective this year. We're 10 years in um, since their first uh, year that we, we found our area. We've hunted it nine years. We missed a year. Um, Hopple was born in 2018. Hopple. Hopple. Harper Fifield, my lovely little three, about to be three here on Friday. Um, put a little bit of a delay on 2018's hunting opportunity. I'm the boat guy, so it was just kind of a short-term thing where, you know, getting to some, other, some of the other guys didn't have enough time to kind of run the river and kind of get to know it. And just, we have our roles. We have our lanes that we have in our hunting party, yeah. and, and my role's that. But, um, yeah, man, it's pretty cool, Eric. We hit the, the decade mark this year and it's pretty cool how fast that goes and yeah. we actually met a gentleman out there this year that was uh what 50 years so he's been hunting 50, 50 oh, years wow. and, yeah. and it was like i had so much pride when i heard that i was like we got the 10 like yeah yeah only four more decades to go <laughs> but that guy that guy ago? started when he was 20 yeah, he was 70 he's 72 and so i was like wow. damn that's, he, that's the thing about Musan. You can do that into your late. He was yeah, the yeah. sweetest the late old season. man. Like you could tell they came because they came in late, and so he, you know he's his his son and his son's buddy were the one doing all the work. And he's seventy two, but he was healthy looking, handsome old man. He gets across, and the, you know the whole time we see him, and he's just you know he's pacing around with his hands behind his back and talking to us and stuff. And then uh, he he sees my moose, and he's like. What is that about 57 inches we're like <laughs> it's actually 56 and a half wow. like that dude has seen yeah. and probably killed yeah that many moose that he saw that thing laying in the freaking dirt and i was like yeah yeah called it right out i mean that was just like all right man this guy's yeah that's it that's so hands moose. down but it, getting back to it man 10 years in it, it feels like we've accomplished a lot and um you know, we've gotten to the point where we're leaving gear and we've got the timing down and we've kind of broken a lot of shit. So we've kind of figured yeah. out what parts and tools yeah. and things we need to bring. And like a decade um, is a lot to establish a what may be hopefully for us um, a lifelong hunting area and, yeah. and one we can pass along to our children. Right, Eric? We got Eric's son, Mason, in you last year. You should start year. teaching Mason how to do the boat. Yeah, he's How old's Mason? He is 13. All right. Yeah. Oh, man. He was such a certified little G last year. Oh, he didn't come this year. No. He didn't come this year. Yeah, hockey? Hockey. Yeah. Hockey. Well, he gave for, he forgo, he went, he forgone hockey last year. Dude, he came back and was elbows deep in homework and, you know, had to get back into hockey and prove himself again and that whole thing. And like, I'll say it again. School. And hockey should not start until after moose hunting. Season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, it did the year before is why. Oh, it's a right, ban him now. And all of a sudden, he had tryouts, and it's like a week later, schedules. I was like, really? Already? 
Oh, that's right. Just threw it in. So he had three games he had missed and three practices, and it was too early, and everyone's developing fast. So I was like, you make that choice if you want to come to Moose Camp. And Eric gave him the choice. Eric didn't make him stay. He let it up to him. So I left it up to him to make the decision. Way cool move. Yeah, it was really by by him. I was, and then I saw him on Labor Day, man, and I gave him a big hug. I'm like, "Damn, buddy, I've had you. We've had two, camp two years yeah, in a row, two right?" Years. And I was like, I, "Like, you're like the little, you're the new little dude." Like, yeah. I, I was like, I was gonna miss him. Yeah, yeah. Not we're so little, him dude. He's kind of a hoss. No, so no, I know. Be. He's just. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a big boy. He's just, you know, I mean, I used to hold that little guy and change yeah. his diapers and stuff. And just like, you know, he's always kind of still a baby to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh just having him up at camp was just cool because it was like cool to have a little dude and like give him a hard time. Yeah. And, you know, ask him questions behind his dad's back. He's like, some girls, dude? Or like, what's yeah. going on, you know? <laughs> and just like, it was just cool having that like camaraderie with a little dude that like I used to have with my dad's buddies when we went out, you know, yeah. it was like that passing that torch kind of a situation was starting to happen. And, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's definitely going to probably, he's probably going to take over at some point when we get old and, you know, we're like Papa Corman. You really there need just, help oh, yeah. lifting those quarters uh, into oh, the oh, Sargo, dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, but uh, yeah, dude, we had an awesome trip this year. Awesome trip. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's yeah. get, what are some memorable moments? Um, memorable moments. Let's talk are, about some snafus. Yeah, yeah, those are definitely memorable. Um, those, those don't happen. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> goes perfect every time. Everything's smooth, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, memorable is like I, I always value uh, any time uh, that we get good weather out of the gate, where you have like your initial day or two is beautiful, and you don't start off with all your gear wet. Uh-huh. Um, we had a beautiful drive up. Uh, a, a beautiful uh, transition with our logistics in. Uh, I mean, I got just the most epic run up the river uh, that I could have ever asked for. And and timing was good, got everything uh, out, and it just kind of went right to schedule. And I really do remember that because, like, I always plan on it being, like, something going wrong or something shitty or weather. So when it's nice, it's like, oh, damn, that actually went well. You know, yeah, you're just like high fiving yeah. at the end. We we got started earlier than we normally do, right, Eric? We had some daylight, yep. so we were able to prep and pack and everything before we we went in, and so that was really nice. And then uh, I think right out of the gate, though, when we started, when we talk about snafus, we noticed the ball on the back of the Argo is like kind of tilted. We're like, hmm, that was weird. <laughs> so Eric pops it off and looks, and he's like, dude, the fucking hitch is cracked. Oh shit! The actual square tube part. Yeah, the square tube where the, the ball, receiver the receiver yeah. end was cracked. The receiver goes in, and then the ball bolts in the hole. Yeah, and you guys bring a welder, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. the problem is, is that it, it burned up, and so now we didn't oh, have that. But uh, no, but the, so it must have like hit a rock or something and just mm, no, crack. no, Dra- because dragging all the moose out. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the articulation and angles of the way that the the trailer pulls through them like you know the argo goes in and then over and then the trailer like does that shit and goes down and we've pulled those trailers out loaded like overloaded let me tell you right now that whatever the argo says it's rated to tow we can probably do about 500 pounds more because we've like pushed it to the limit and those what is the rating those, those hitches have <laughs> like a remember. a loose tolerance anyway right like that's Slop. that style yeah and mm-hmm. so then it allows mm-hmm. some movement between yeah yeah I think that 
It, it probably is good, but at the same time, obviously, it, it, well, it's you, pretty small and on a thin sleeve, actually. It's not like a car. Uh-huh. Or slide. It is like an like Argo a thick, owned. Thick metal. Or yeah. just rest on thin metal and just bolts. So it just flicks a, a lot of those newer trailers or like, I, I shouldn't say newer, like the custom ones that people are home building, I see more and more. Both both of our two big ones are like this. Um, where, you, where, where the small cross member or square tubing goes into the bigger square tubing. The um the the further you put in the hole with your pin, um and the white longer um the bigger the tolerance. So like say it has like an eighth of inch spacing on every side, all four sides. The more um leeway you have when you're going through tough spots. So so instead of always being in tension or compression, there's a lot of times in between there that there's actually like no load or that's transitioning the load. Um and it and it gives it more play. So it's not as hard on the trailer. So I, I don't know if your guys is like that, but that's like the newer style you see. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean the trailer holds up. In terms of the coupler and tongue and that area, it's just a the receiver. Um, no, I don't think we actually got a picture of it. No. no, no, it, it was it. It is, in my opinion, a defect. Argo, I'm just gonna call you out real quick. We're gonna check out your local. Oh, it's an Argo piece. This. Yeah, it's an it's Argo, Argo like uh, okay actual OE or uh, genuine part. Okay, because they make it for that. Yeah, okay. Um, I I think a lot of Alaskans test their metal with the Argo. I think there's a lot of guys out there that go hard with an Argo all year round trappers and hunters. And you go into the dealership, there's some really cool pictures of some guys doing some wild stuff with Argos. But I think our round trip of 50 miles on a season is incredibly hard on it. And, and it's, it's gnarly. And so, um, I, I just think over years at Warren tour, our other Argo, the hitch was fine. And we checked it at camp. And it was cracked. It was cracked, too. Oh. On the but way he in. had some slop going on. And on top of that, we also had the wagon tub come loose from the frame, oh. whereas the bolts started yeah. to come loose. Then we had to ratchet strap that to the frame. Yeah. Meanwhile, that was all on the way in. So we had two cracked hitches, and then the tub started coming loose on the one. This is on the way in. Yeah. And we're like, hmm. We're planning on coming out like three times heavier. Yeah. So this could become an issue. But what do we do? Positive mental attitude. We're going to press. We're going to just don't talk about it. Let's just monitor it and press on. And you know what? If it breaks, I guess we're doing multiple trips. And the trailer is going to get stuck because we saw multiple broken things. You can't just duct tape it. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you can duct tape a boat paddle, a canoe paddle, but you can't duct tape a, a trailer. Or a super cub. Uh, but no, we got into camp. Um, Man, we did pretty good. I think it took us maybe a little longer than normal. About nine hours. I think it was a lot of Brandon stops. You know, a lot yeah. of a lot of pee breaks, a lot of picture taking, selfies, you know, all that Video. going on. Just all of it. Yeah. yeah. I was stalling up the crew doing that. But we had a good run. We got up there, uh, beat the daylight. Uh, we were able to get up to camp right about an hour before daylight. We are able to successfully pretty much set up camp almost, what, about 80%, 90%? Yep. Yeah, I got the cook tent and the big tent set up and everything. In the past, we've gotten up there early enough where we were able to get like an hour of glassing in. Nice. You know, which is exciting because yeah, you just yeah. want to get set up and get up there and like just spot something, you know, yeah. just anything right before dark yeah. to give you something, you know. But it was like, eh, we had some Moscow mules and relaxed and nice. actually like just kind of let it settle. And oh man, the first night, you talk about memories. 
Oh my God, the Northern Lights came out that night, guys. Oh, oh. That's the best. The guys went to bed. Uh, the other three went to bed, and I, I kind of hung out out there and finished up my drink and just sat there and stared at them for about 20 minutes and just watching them. I'm telling the guys, I'm like, guys, it's dancing now. and Go to bed, know, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, these guys, man they're, always, man, they're always, like, waiting on me, man, all the time. But, no, we had a beautiful first night, and uh, Eric and I got up the next morning, first light, got the coffee going, did our business, and got up there on the, the knob and right there at first light and started calling and doing our thing. And it's funny, Eric calls it uh, his happy place up there on that knob. hundred percent. Yeah. Nice. And I, and I, when you say that to me, the happy place ultimately is in the morning, right? Because the sun comes up every day, obviously in the same spot, but the way it crests these Hills and it's like this fire in the sky yeah. every morning. Oh man. And the Super light is pretty. like, you just can't see anything. With the sunset too though. Oh, I know. When it flops over on the other, I know. I'm just talking about the eight to five grind, dude. You just look forward to that every year to just get away from everything and just yeah. camp and relax. Yeah. Yeah. See that uh, sunset. See that sunset. And see sunrise. that sunrise. Great yeah. to elaborate on that, Eric, yeah. because it, it's a long shift. I mean, I did the average. We did 12 hours per day for Sitting five days glassing. straight up on that knob. Just exposed. Well, it's, funny. It's, it's not funny, but it's um, interesting that you say that because that's the same thing that John, that your dad said. He said it's all about going and seeing that that sunset yeah. that we know what it looks like, mm-hmm. and you just want to go back yeah. every year and see that, and it just resets you or relaxes you yeah. or yeah. That whatever. Night, yeah. That yeah. night we get in like it's right before you know enough time to spot, but just from camp, it's not really a good spot. It's, um, it's okay. But when you drop down and you see camp, it's like this nostalgia. It's like oh, I've been there a hundred days. More than a hundred days or whatever, and it just feels like hell. Yeah, you're oh, back. Yeah. It's yep. been a oh, whole year, just, but you're back. It's beautiful. Got a, um, got a little picture up there, guys. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah. Oh, that's the sunset sunrise. right there that you that's guys sunrise. see. Sunrise. Oh, oh, sunrise. That's some that. good territory. You can see some animals there. See, the, oh, yeah, man, that's Jack, yeah, that's a sure. glassing area right there. I got there. a cool picture of Eric too. I'm trying to find it real quick, um, where he's just in that sunset. Wow. So people that aren't watching are looking at a beautiful picture that Brandon took of sunset and sunrise. Yeah, with 15 p.m. A lot of open country. Yeah, very open. Sparse spruce trees. Doesn't look like the... um. Not a high... Not oh, a lot here's, of high Here's brush. a good one of the sunrise, high brush. guys. Oh, that's a cool picture. Yeah, that one there is like... Oh, yeah. That's it right there. I mean, Eric says it's happy place. Yep. I'm thinking that's what he's looking yeah. for next year, see? He's like on that dude he, him on that stool, bro. Every morning, dude, same position, same thing. He just like does his full scan. That's a really and this really, guy really good spots picture. the most moose every single time. The game eye of game eyes. Like that, I think I can spot it's that laser surgery. Oh, you got they that laser, you the laser beams. Oh. laser beams, dude. You know, you went for you. You got the updated 10, 10 by ten. That's right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean 42. seriously. Like we'll just glass and glass and glass, and every once in a while, I'll get a day on him where I'm like, I saw. I spotted the moose or I spotted the shit, but man, he's just, I don't know what it is, man. He puts his eyes in the glass and it's like, moose over there, pull over there, moose over, movement, movement, movement. You know, he just, I see it like a it. new, what is that spotting scope there? Oh, is that the smart You guys got a new hot boy on the, in the camp. Uh, yeah, that's the real deal. Hot boy, yeah. A little yeah. Swarovski yeah, there. It's, uh, yeah, we I don't know how we did boy. it without it for so many years. That's man. a Swaro? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. There's just like no comparison when you look through those and other no. ones, man. Yeah. What? How many? Um, 
what is it, 85? It 60, right? 60. It's a 60, which I was like, ah, oh, man, I kind of wish that Phil would have went with a bigger one. And, uh, well, I mean, the price difference between the 60 and the 80. Well, no, I mean, it, it, it ended up being, yeah, like it, ended up, it ended up being like, I mean, you know, we could legal a bull from six, 700 yards. Yeah. You know, Count Browtine's like right away if he was, you know, facing us right or giving us angles. And I was like, that's what we need, yeah. man. Dude, you did jersey like a mile. You saw three brothers. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that's true. I what did. was the one that we brought on? That's the, right. I did. It was a Suara. Yeah, 60? that was an 80. That was an 80. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were saying no to sheep at two miles away. Yeah. Oh yeah, it makes a difference, perfect. dude. It makes yeah. a difference. That's that's oh, phone scope through the Suaro. Three miles, right? Two to yeah, two and a half. Three, three yeah, miles. two and a half, three miles. Yeah. Wow. So we're looking at two it, big bulls. Is there. that the one you, that like we hear off. about later? Uh, yeah, I don't know for sure. There oh, was okay. there was a total of three bulls that morning that were like pretty substantial on size, and one of them got shot. And we actually watched yeah, one get shot. It. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I was a little pissy about that. Um, Eric was quick to kind of like. Give me some perspective on that situation. Oh, one of the other groups. What was yeah. that perspective? Um, Just like, I mean, those guys are living their high right now, you know. Yeah. They're feeding their family. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Like, That's there's right. enough moose to go around. Yeah. I mean, look at what we're looking at. These two. So they shot a different one. We're oh, watching this these one, two. Yeah. And they pulled. I was like looking at the guy. I was like, oh, man, I see him. Then all of a sudden, I see a moose come out. Boom. We're like, oh, shit. Oh, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't so even know it that was like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And they were hooting and hollering and woo. Good shot. Oh, you could hear yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of like, I, that kind of pissed me off. I was like, fuck, man. Oh, you're quiet after you shoot yours? Uh, <laughs> we were hooting and hollering, but, well, I'll tell you about that here in a little bit. I wasn't loud about anything after I shot mine, trust me. But I'll tell you about that. I haven't even told you guys any of that, have you? It fell into no. a creek. No. Um, that's why we have the theory. That's why there's a podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, the, it was just like, man, what the hell? And they're just like, well, fuck, they're three miles away, dude. Like, what do you expect? And then, and then, like, I had to remember, like, they were here first, man. Like, they were here first. Yeah. Like, chill out there, bud. Like, you're the new one out here. Yeah. And they have their area. They're never going to come to us, you yeah. know? And we're never going to go to them. Yeah. I mean, we could, but we've talked about, like, going to that area. And it's like, oh, my God, dude, you should imagine. Just no need it, to. Yeah. And it's like, we'll just stay right here. And everybody will have their spot. But that, that, was, a, that was a cool. That's just, like, an example of that Suaro vision, though. And the and phone scope, shout out to phone scope. That is pretty badass. Technology. So how far away is this? Three miles, probably. Three two, miles, two, uh, three and miles. then I'll give. Uh, I'm gonna throw up a 400 yard video. Um, here, let me take a look. That's pretty stuff. good, right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, that thing's a beast. This one I think is. Uh, no, this one's pretty cool. I like this one. Is this the one with the? No, it's caribou. Oh, you had some caribou running through there. Yeah. It was after you cracked yes. his uh, beer open. Oh, that's it. You cracked the caribou call yeah. and they came running? Oh, nice. It's working, guys. Head on down to I'm, Double Shovel. I'm telling you. Get you some of that cider and call in some caribou. Yeah, yeah, I've been baiting the moose in with the local greens. Ooh, little bread trail of yeah, greens. Just leave it on the salad out there. You guys probably actually have a caribou problem down there at Double Shovel, right? Oh, All yeah. those cracked calls. That's, that's right. why you guys got the area fenced off. That's right. There's a herd. Exactly. There's a big old There's trail. a herd over there off of Arctic and 58. <laughs> Just constantly keep coming back. <laughs> uh, I'll find it here, guys. Yeah. Give me a second. Oh, th this is Lately, we've been getting <laughs> soured on it. Oh, there it is right here. So this, is, this is 400 yards. Oh, was that night one? That was, yeah, that was night one, man. Missed opportunity right here, boys. Well, that one's big enough? 
Uh, so check out his right three, brow tines. It's three brow, right on the right. Oh, it's a yeah. three brow yeah. tine area. Yep, yeah. right there on the right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. You heard you there. That was a shortened version of about a three and a half minute video. I, I edited it, Eric. Oh, gotcha. That's three and a half minutes, that bowl. Now, is that left palm really a brow tine? No, no, no left. left left is no, it's two. The left is two. Our okay. left or his left? His, his left. That's two. There's our, our three. Our right, our right. His right. When he turns his head, you can see the third one pretty so good. So I thought it was three on the left, but it wasn't. Okay, see him now, Jack? Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah there they are. The yeah. yeah. So yeah. the right the right have three? The right had three. Yeah, the right. I, his I, right. I originally legaled yeah. his yep, left is. at three, and then Eric nah. and I looked again. I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. no. That Hold on one. a second. Yeah. So there was a delay. Then it was like, oh, he's good on the right. Yeah. Okay, cool. 400 yards. Yeah, and as long as you don't see orange, just shoot, dude. We're like, we realize we're like, we don't have fucking shooting sticks. We have like nothing to shoot off of. And off this knob, if you get into shooting range on a moose, you're not like gonna get on a lay down or or yeah. put a bag on a hill and like uh-huh. get this perfect prone position. No, it's like you have to sit or kneel or stand because there's brush around us. it's br- yeah. it's like there's like five foot of brush all the way around yeah which we've talked you don't about like r- to use someone's shoulder why don't you build like mm. a little tree stand thing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey. i was like i'm good on that <laughs> a little a little tree stand we talked, yeah, about? We talked about that uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah or a blind too yeah. we talked about a blind yeah um so we don't have sticks it's for Eric's range in this thing. He kind of gets a misrange at like two, two, two something. And I was like, oh, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll, I'll fucking go for that. I'll shoot him. So I get in position. And he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he's like, because he actually hit a tree that was too close. And then he hit it again. He's like, 390. He's like, 410. He's like, 390 to 410. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's close. 400, enough, right? yeah, 400 yards. Yard, yeah, 400 yards. Yeah, I'm like, okay. So I had just practiced long range shooting with my 30 out six. Oh, on Labor Day. Two and weeks prior to this. He and I both, and we were shooting steel solid, hitting a dinner plate, steel plate at 400 yards. Yeah. And we were like, all right. That's good. You know, and I got a little BDC dot on my scope, and I'm like, man, like, if I get BDC a shot. BDC dot? Ballistic drop compensator. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. Almost forgot it. But that's, Are you doing the click? No, that's like a turret style. This is a, a Nikon Monarch, and if anybody's familiar with that, it has its crosshairs. Uh-huh. And then below it, it has circles. Oh, like boom, 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 boom. oh so extra, you just extra. click it up yeah, 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 for yeah. every 100 up. yards or yeah. whatever? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, take a note on that. There it is right here, Jack. Check out the screen right here. Okay. Okay, so it's like yeah. a poor man's turret is what I call it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it worked, Eric, right? Remember we were hitting that plate, and I'm like, oh, yep. shit. Like, I raised it up, and Eric's, you know, he's ranging it. And I'm like, man, I think if I had a moose at 400 yards, I could – I could do it. The moose I mean, is pretty big in your scope at 400 yards. Oh, it's huge. Oh, it's not like it's mm-hmm. it's not a chip shot. Hell no. no. But it's like a doable shot, especially if you have the right angle, yeah. and the right wind, and it was all Depends that, how dude. like thick their ankle is, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you're aiming for the ankle. Hit the knee shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I was like, well, all right, you know, and then we, you know, we legaled him, and he's like sitting there. And I have to say, like, this is my opinion, Eric, and, and I think we talked about this. I thought he was coming in, and then we let out a cow call, which, by the way, my cousin Phil Dickinson, he has got a mean cow call. It's pretty fucking nice. It's quiet, but it's really, like, realistic. Is it better than this one? Mm-hmm. Pretty close. Yeah. Whoa. 
distance. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That was kind of loud. Sorry, guys. He lets out a cow call, which historically has been just like the nail in the coffin. He lets out that like little whiny cow call at the end, and the bull just like comes comes right in. And we've had that happen, what, like a half a dozen times. times, Yeah. yeah. And this thing just like banks and turns right. Like, like he wasn't, I think he was on his way in and then we hit that and then he was like, whoa, like, I wasn't like, not sure if I was ready to hear that or like something just kind of like stopped him from coming further toward us. And then he banked right and he went down this ravine and he popped out, which I mean, you guys saw that video. It was like pretty good broadside. I mean, about Mm -hmm. a broadside of a barn doors you could ever ask for on a moose shot. And Eric's encouraging me because, like, you know, we just went shooting. And he's like, you got this, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. And I'm like, we don't have shooting sticks. So mm. it's like kind of got this. Hard yeah. to got this without those. Dude, just the standing like this. Yeah. Like well, this I didn't. Shot, dude, I there's didn't. no way, dude. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, we had trekking you poles. can't do that. We had trekking poles. So I grabbed a trekking oh, okay. pole. And this is all kind of now like turning into a rush because I'm like, I'm, cool. I'm like on the camera and I'm like bouncing back and forth and I'm like trying to do everything. Yeah. And then like I get set up and I'm like, I'm on him. I'm on him. But the trekking pole, single trekking pole is just like, yeah, I'm like finger just not on the trigger, but close. And I'm like, yeah, you made the right decision. I'm like, I, I, I just stopped and looked at Eric and his ass. Like, I can't, I can't get steady. Like, I just can't see myself. I can't live with injuring it or nicking it. Like I could live with missing it, but I don't want to hit it and then it yeah. run away. Yeah. Because when it decided to turn and move after I kind of blew the opportunity a little bit there, because I just couldn't get steady, he pushed. You know out what they should fast. make? <laughs> they should make the little thing that you just put on the trekking pole real quick that has mm-hmm. the V. Yeah, yeah. So it's something light you can have and just be like, this pops yeah. in there, and then you have that. My brother made one yeah. on top like that. Did you try to put the rifle, well, the rifle barrel into the sling on it? Um. You know, it was like oh, it was kind of handhold. a yeah. It's kind it, of a lot going on oh, and yeah. like trying to get set up. So then Eric slid over a um, a lawn chair over uh, like a fat butt lawn chair yeah. with the back, and it had like the the backing. Yeah, I got set up on that, and I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then it was like it turned. Yeah, I was like, the other ah. thing you can do is the double pole. You know, the double hiking pole. Yeah, that one works that pretty came good. Came effective. Two days later. Oh, okay. Where you're actually using the the two tips. The sleeves or a pro tip yeah, when you, you put, when use the sleeves and they go like when that. you mm-hmm. forget your shooting sticks, you go hmm. Now I don't have anything to shoot on, so now I'm going to take said trekking poles and practice that. So now if we have another moose come in that yeah. came in, and let me rewind a little bit. Where we went through our day, we saw a few moose. It was a great first day. Eric's dad comes up. He always comes up late. Bruce Corman comes up the hill, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get Bruce, back." Bruce Bruce hit it. Oh, Willie! Oh, Willie! Willie and them. Uh, so he gets he he comes up and you know he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go down to camp." And I was like, "All right, Willie." I was like, "You're missing out on the best time, man. You know, anytime it could happen at any moment." And I'm just like, "Boom, bull!" Like, I mean, I literally said that, and it was like scanning with my binos in my on my face, and I'm like, "Bull!" And instantly, that's when the shit at the fan. We were just like, "Bulls!" Scrambled into position, get the scope ready, get the phone scope, and yeah. And then you know the moose turns and does the Full thing. Transformers. Pretty much that. And then you know the missed opportunity or whatever. So, truth be told, like 
I went into camp that night, and like my cousin was so nice, dude. He's like coming to camp. He's like, "Hey, let me make you guys some drinks," because me and Eric were just kind of like, "Damn, man!" Like that was a missed opportunity. Like we've had those in the past. We've had a lot of them. We've had moose come running through, just like catch us yeah. with their pants down, not like not ready type stuff. Totally. Where we're just like, God, oh, you know, like man, you spend 12 hours out here all day and then like this moment happens and it gives you like two minutes yeah. and then that, it's over. And that could just, be your only moment for the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I was like, damn, man. So like, you know, I, I pulled some discover shit in my mind. I was trying to anyway at the time. Some what? Discover? Some discover leadership. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You're taking it back to it's conference a, a, in Atlanta? It's a, it's, a, it's, a cult, it's a cult that I joined one time and it's oh, really cool. I know but, a lot of cults. Yeah. So... Anyway, I was just like, what happened, happened. You know, like I can't, but I, I couldn't let it totally go. I kept kind of like brushing on it the next day. And yeah. finally Eric's like, hey, it, it's done. Like just, you'll get another yeah, shot. And I'm like, well, Eric, that was my shot so that you can have your shot. So now yeah. like, now you're waiting on me again. And I'm so, that was, and he's the, the goes, humblest, man. awesome the hunting partner that doesn't ever, ever push or pressure or like any of that he's like you're up you're ready to shoot this is you you know and so i just felt a certain way like god damn it and so uh day two was amazing i think we saw like five bulls that day yeah it was something like that oh man wow. dude, we saw like 10 moose total with that was uh, where i saw you guys i showed you the video uh-huh yeah we saw what four bulls that looked like there were probably over 50 and then we saw some sparring uh, we saw cows and calves. Mm. We don't see calves that often. So it was like, man, it was a hell of a year for uh, habitat movement and activity and just witnessing behavior. Yeah. Oh, man, that day was awesome, man. It we was saw, a fun day. So yeah. Like, and oh, it was, I see something else. Yeah. Yeah. And you see the movement. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was beautiful. And um, so we were really excited uh, going into the next day uh, where um, I think it was kind of a slow start. Um on the third day, but it was like crazy. Was that like, due to the drinks that uh, cousin Phil was? Oh, pouring? actually, no. For the record, Eric and I were up every morning at five thirty, and we were out there every morning. Getting it? Yeah, yeah. we didn't. We didn't hesitate. Do you we bring only the had five days. Up there, oh, yeah, yeah. Brought, we, brought, we brought it up there. Yeah, had yeah. a cup down at camp. Brought it with us too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, coffee and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah dude. Well, some people are hardcore and they just like go without the coffee for a little bit and then come back and get the. Oh coffee. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We just stay the whole let's time. Not yeah. get, let's so not you're get making it, it up there? No, no, no. We bring Who does that? Cup at camp and then Earl? hike up with a cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then drink it. So yeah. I have my cup and then I make a little like thermos cup and I just put it in my backpack while I'm sitting there enjoying my coffee. Oh yeah. And then mark up and I got this fresh 16 ounce cup. Yeah. Ready to rock. We had a Yeti soft cooler with. M&M's, peanuts, Doritos, snacks, donuts. donuts. Damn, we had a cooler. Dude, this is like my kids hunting. Trip. We had, we had a cooler of beer, like pop tarts and sandwiches, like all what I call exactly. junk food. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, like we never eat, we never eat like ho hos and shit, but like for some reason, oh, like, oh, you guys are little Debbie. It's my dad. I don't on. know if yeah. I could be well, friends ooh, anymore. I heard hoes in a minute. Look, there's just something about like the the one of these years we went up, and Eric's dad, like he does it. He's a pretty healthy guy too but like he brings this action packer with little debbies and like donuts and like oh, peanuts all, all this shit. stuff your wives won't let you eat yes <laughs> exactly dude and it's just this tote that's just like sitting there and, uh, and like the first day it kind of gets opened and thing. closed and then after the second day it's just like open and the 
the lids just tilted long. to the side. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just, much. it's got everything. Eric, that thing must weigh like 40 fucking pounds. Oh, easy. Oh, easy. <laughs> more yeah. than that, it was, maybe. Oh, uh, it was more than that. Oh, it's, it was heavy. It, it reminds it up, me of like, like the food? admin candy dish, but like done moose camp style. Yeah. Exactly, but like with extra. Oh, yeah, he's stuff. got the box from Costco of chocolates with the Reese's, the full size Kit Kats. Kit Kats. Oh, it is a, it is a bite size oh, candy bar. What was it this year? It was a little mini um, cherry pies. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, Nina on the hey, fly said we should come up with a, sna- a, a snack, uh, like a, a pan- little, like a, a snack, pie, uh, pam- yeah. like a snack menu. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? This little yeah. snack oh, thing. Oh, hell yeah. Kind of like a cookbook, like a snack book. Yeah. Let's just say at Moose Camp, we ain't losing no weight, man. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like you guys probably feel bad all day, is what it sounds like. I mean, uh, eat it, doesn't that make you feel crappy? Well, you know, well, if you're not moving, no, you're no. We don't glasses. eat breakfast, so it's basically we only ate lunch and dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And then snacked in between. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really just coffee. And then, like, around like 10, 30, 11, we'll like crack into that little, little Yeti of snacks. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we'll go down and have brunch. And then we'll uh-huh. have like another little like treat. And then we go up and hunt all night and then come back down at dark, have a, a sensible dinner, dinner, and then have like a little snack after. Yeah, and there's yeah. four of us. I mean, and, and we bring a lot of wait, shit wait, back. It's I not macaroons and salt tablets? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, One little chocolate block. <laughs> no, no, it's Chili. a full-size Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> the little Debbie yeah. Ho-Ho's, man. Yeah. Uh, so, no, we got our, our knob is actually very nice. Um, we're even talking about like silly enough shit, like bringing a tote and like putting camp chairs in there. I was going to ask you guys about that. So you have a hard time with the shooting platform and you might build a tree stand, whatever, you know, type thing. What about just bringing like one of those Argos up there and leaving it there and you can like shoot over the hood or whatever. That would work too. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, most of the time, so we all have like camp chairs up there, like tripod chairs and we're going to probably graduate to full blown like real camp chairs next year. I am. I'm not fucking sitting on those stupid tripod stairs. Oh, you got to bring like the nice, anymore. like solid Coleman ones. Oh, you guys are tripod out there or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's just like the like the little fold yeah. up things. Well, I mean, any chair is better than no yeah. chair, right? I mean, on a, any hunt, just bring one of these out there. You got to you got to bring good camp there. chairs. <laughs> well, it, we do we do fine. They're not bad. I mean, look, they're better than sitting on a on a stump or or, or a cut piece of wood or whatever. Um, no, our, our knob is great. We spend a lot of time up there. We have we have cooler beer. We have a, a cooler bag of snacks. Most of the time, we have two or three sets of shooting sticks up there. So that's never ever ever an issue. Um, but uh, yeah, we got we got a nice setup, and uh, so we we went up there. That uh, was it. Our third or fourth night, because I I shot the moose on a Thursday, so that had to be our fourth, fourth night. night. Yeah. Fourth day. It was during fourth, the day. Fourth day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that day we saw a lot of really good activity. About a mile and a half or so away, we saw uh, three bulls um, push up onto this hill, and we watched uh, what a double fork and like a thirty something like tangle up and, uh-huh. and and spar. It was pretty cool. It was yeah, pretty yeah. evident. Like the bigger bull was kind of teaching the younger bull because we we're like, man, what is that little bull doing? Like sparring with those little tiny yeah. fork horns. But I was like, man, kudos to you, little dude. Like yeah. he's getting after it. And so he's sparring. And then we see another big bull come out and walk up over the, the hill. And we're calling and like, you know, kind of just like when you do that, you kind of almost like expect one to just turn around and just start coming in. It didn't, like, they, they wouldn't look at you? Uh, they like stop and kind of like look over. But uh, at that distance and especially, 
I think they're orderly, like have their established plan for their day or whatever it is over there that uh-huh. they just don't like race over. Uh-huh. We've had a few come up behind us that are like what Eric three four hundred yards away that come yeah, in when close, they come out. but when they're like that mile or so away, uh-huh. I think they're like, yeah, come over there when I feel like it. Yeah, yeah right. might be later today, might be tomorrow, might be the next day, but they normally do come. Like we yeah. pretty much get them because we in. watched those two walk away. The one you shot was a different one that came out of the drainage to us that we didn't even know existed. Where we've been calling for three days. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he had his mission. To come. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We've Which been we calling had no Monday, clue. Tuesday, Wednesday. So this was Thursday you shot that. Yep. Yep. So. And, and that then morning, what, what time of day is, are you calling all day? So basically like, morning. Yeah. Um, so we're up there at 6.50. First calls around 7.15-ish when the sun's about to come up. And that one's pretty critical to us. We feel like that first call is one of the more important ones. Because if there is something around, mm-hmm. like that's the first noise it heard. Yeah. Outside of the natural other moose stuff that may have been going on so prior is that to that. that one softer and quieter? Or? That one, uh, man, we mixed it up, right? Like, uh, that one, no, no. Eric, I, let's I, get I, a good moose call out of you. Let's uh, hear what it sounds like. No, I'll go ahead. I'm good, dude. No, you don't got it? <laughs> I told him earlier, your call's pretty good, man. Yeah, you call the moose usually right do in. quiet because if something is close, you don't want to yeah. just go honk. Yeah, it's, right. a short, totally. it's a short, quieter yeah, short, one. Short, quiet one. I've um, never heard Jack's moose call either, so it's okay. Uh, okay. So, so my moose so, call. So my, I do with Paxton all the time. I've never heard it. Oh, okay. So so my process is a cow call, and then I walk about 300 yards away, and then I'll scrape. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do the cow call and then come back to our area and scrape. So it sounds like two moose. Yeah. Multiple moose. So mm-hmm. a little more enticing to maybe come over and check out the gathering. Yeah. Whether, whatever yeah, it is. Sure. Um, so that morning, I started with a good scrape with the bull magnet on an old dead spruce tree, which I hadn't done the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to scrape up. That yeah. bull magnet, Cause it's it's kind of weird sounding. It's, it's like not totally natural, but it just has this like, yeah, it travels like like a like a like a hallway like sound. I don't know how to pre- yeah. how to explain it. It's like anyway, a megaphone. Yeah, so I like scrape with that or a baritone, baritone. And then I come in and I scrape with the boat paddle. And uh, man, that morning was cool, Eric. We had a bull glucking from one side and crashing, and a bull glucking and crashing from the other side. I was nice. Like, oh, bro, we're gonna double tap today. Yeah, we're gonna both come in. So it's like, the one was a little more vocal on the, on the hillside, and then the other the 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 guide side, the Walt the Walt tent guy side was a little less, but that's where we saw the other three bulls. Mm-hmm. And then, I think it was around what ten thirty eleven o'clock, we heard some like pretty violent crashing coming in like closer from the other side. What's crashing? Uh. I would say like it sounded like violent horns on actual tree. Okay, not brush, because you can hear them crashing. So it was brush. like scraping, like louder, yeah, like clack, 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 yeah. Like you could hear him, like he was hitting something with a little bit more thickness. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like, oh shit, that one, that one sounds like a little closer. Mm-hmm. And what does he do, Eric? He freaking crests up over the hill, just chest out, just like we're like, oh fuck. Hell yeah, that's a nice one. Right away, and he just starts working his way. But every, what, 50 yards? How far away was he at this point? A mile, at least. Yeah, a mile, we figured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Based on where the points, because we've hiked over to that hill before. And so we kind of like had a decent gauge uh, where he was at. And And this is at 10 a.m.? No, this was close to 11. Oh, oh yeah, ten forty five. So this This guy is like some rut. So basically, yes, we spot him, and he's on his way. We're like... He's coming. So he's coming to our calls from prior. 
Yeah, like in the we morning. saw the other bulls walking away from us. Then all of a sudden, this one comes out glucking, and yeah. he's on a mission. He's yeah. coming our direction. Yep. Like, Perfectly. Like, yeah. He didn't really he waver much yeah. from his like he zigzagged, but he was coming right at us. Yeah, yeah. And we knew right away. I was like, oh, he's coming to us. He's coming. Like he's yeah, coming to those yeah. calls for sure. Yeah. He bypassed the other moose. He's coming in. So uh, did you keep calling or? No, no not we, not at first. Yeah. 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 Not at first. Um, not to interrupt you, Eric. I just because uh, actually you had a huge part in the calling process. At, with this know, one. D- with this one. What was that? What, was what the okay? So well, basically, I, we just let him come because we knew he he already had his mindset. We, we, so we're like, we, do we call or are we going to scare him? Yeah, he was already on his mind. Yeah, well, you know, grunting and we had some yeah. killer communication where yeah. it was just he and I and, and Eric and I. I feel like our like connection with our communication during moose hunts is getting better and better yeah, and stronger. Yeah. And like this time, it was like we were like no calls. Like he's coming. I, yeah. I feel like anything Unless more he than or right, right. Yeah. He's just like working his way. Like let's just be patient. That was this. That was like our name of our game this year. Is like, dude, we just need to wait, be patient. Like they're gonna come. Like they're gonna come, and you just sit here and call, and and work them in. And it it's worked for us in the past. Yep. And it's easy to get a little impatient. Want to go squirrely and yeah. hike over here and go check some stuff. Yeah, Brandon likes to squirrel morning, out. I do. I do, admittedly. And I think that day I talked about maybe You said going you were going to go hike up. Behind yeah. us, because yep. I was thinking maybe that other moose. Now, for the record, my cousin Phil has a knack for like being like, oh, we heard a moose over there. He's like, all right, I'll go up there at 2.30 in the afternoon and shoot that fucker. And he does it every time. And it's like, how he looks like, he's like, oh, over there? Okay. He just walks over there and like, there it's happened it like three times. Yep. And it's like, man, I thought, oh, that's going to be the move this time. And I was like, man, I... I Oh, maybe if we walk over there, we saw those three bulls. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to push them out, though. If they're, like, bedded down, I don't want to, like, rouse that up. And he's like, well, or we just stay right here. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's bad. Well, that must, I mean, that must be such a tough transition to go from, like, sheep hunting where you're, like, Isn't that it, Eric, moving, going, going. Yes. Oh, they're not here. Go. Let's go to the next part. Let's go around this bend. Yeah. Let's go up and over <laughs> this thing. Versus moose hunting where you're, like, stay here. Yeah. It's yeah. just so tough to stay there oh, the whole time. It, dude. I'm just like, and sometimes I'm fresh off that sheep hunt, so I'm just like, oh, we got full sheep mode. Yeah. It seems like with moose, too, like <laughs> they don't usually move around at 11 o'clock unless it's like that lunar hour thing. They they get up, for, take a pee. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're, you're usually like watch or move in the morning, and then if you lose them, you don't want to go into the shit until you can relocate them. I agree. Um, yeah, so that's what that's what we've always done. Yeah. I think that's a yeah. good strategy. But if there's a, also that other point, like if if you do see them bed down, you know where they're bedded down, and you're in thick shit, you might might be a targeted we'll opportunity. press over there. And that's yeah. basically what his cousin's doing. We heard where he bedded, and he's going up there at one thirty and waking him up. Yeah, and he's shooting it. Yeah, yeah. And, what's happening. And his yeah. and his theory is that he gets into their sensory range, and then now they want to check him out because he goes out out there and like calls. He goes out there yeah. and like just see yeah. if something pops up. And yeah. he's been lucky enough like three times to yeah. be like, "Oh, moose right there!" Yeah, bam. So um, now, for the record, our our hunt, the moose activity was pretty hot and heavy between like eleven o'clock and one o'clock in the afternoon. What was the lunar hour? The, the, the I don't know hour. that, and that's a really great question because we talked. To Can some you other explain guys. what that means yeah, for the listeners, do. Jack? Yeah, elaborate on that. Yeah, I mean, we could look up the actual science, but there's something to do with like a change in gravity from the moon, and um, you can look it up on your Garmin, not on the inReach. I've though. seen that. It's I've not seen on that the inReach. It's yeah. on the other Garmins, 
and there's like hunting fishing times and it'll be like this is the best time and this other time's pretty good and usually one of those times lands somewhere between like 11 and 3 i mean it changes every day just like the tides do but um is it basically that lull between the tides i i don't know it's a change in gravity oh okay so it it could be you know that it would make sense that it would be associated with the same phenomena of gravity yeah um and and like the gravitational pull of the moon on the earth but at that time animals can sense something and they're more active yeah those those old boy hunters that we were talking to eric mentioned they're like we haven't seen the damn moon man when that moon comes out that's when you know and then i got home last night man i packed everything up finally got everything like shut the lights off i looked right out the window and i saw that i was like oh man yeah it's on it's yeah. on. Yeah. So I don't know what the lunar, I kind of looked it up. It says lunar hours made up of 60 lunar minutes. A lunar cycle. Oh, that, that's 20 different. Lunar hours. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what I guess what, I, what our particular weather, the daylight time, the activity, the social, um, I don't say networking, the social um, work that those, that particular herd in that area was doing seemed to be pretty active between the hour of 11 and 1. So we saw a lot of stuff going on, yeah. and this bull came right in at a time where you'd think they were laying down. Yeah. Speaking of laying down, this dude comes in, and Eric's ranging him. We're communicating, and it's getting exciting. I get the two trekking poles crossed on my knee. How get far the gun away rested. is he now? He is now. It was like 270. No, no, no. This is before he walked down the ravine and up to oh, that, that 270 mark. He was like five, 600 yards yeah. away. So he comes down a ravine, takes about 15 minutes, and then curves over to the right and c- pops up in some uh, willows. He's now 270 yards, quartered at me, and I'm like, I-, I could take him, but we're like, man, he's like coming right to these calls. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Let's just like see how close he can get. Yeah. So like, all right, cool. And what does he do? He freaking lays down, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. 270 yards away, he lays down, and all you see is paddle sticking up out yeah. of the brush. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm like, fuck. Like, man, now I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, he's got to get up at some point. But, like, how long? Yeah. Like, is he going to get up and bolt or turn? Or, like, am I going to lose my opportunity? I ain't losing my opportunity again, let me tell you that. After what happened on the first night, I was like, nah. And he's brow tines. Like, he's, he's good size. Anyway, uh, so long story short, man, uh, 45 minutes goes by. I'm sitting in position, legs falling asleep. I'm like cramping. I get my ham cramp, hamstring cramp going. Eric goes down below me and starts scraping. So about every 15 minutes through that process, Eric is scraping, and we're looking, and we, we're just doing full hand signals and head signals, and I'm like, yep, call, scrape. You know, we're, we're not changing words. We're just communicating fucking flawless. Scrape, 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 scrape. Finally, Eric rakes on a tree hard. Finally, that bull kind of shakes his head, stands up. And anyway, curves over and comes into range 265 yards, quartered away a little bit, starts crushing on some brush, whap, flap him right in the upper, right behind the shoulder. Nice. And uh, I guess maybe before I go too much further into this part of the story, because this is the most suspenseful part, should we do a quick ad read? Quick ad read. So at that lunar hour, 
you should have something from the Treehouse AK ready to go <laughs> lined up. This is your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys and girls, listen. This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Serrano's Mexican Grill, my personal go-to for authentic Mexican food. It's Anchorage's own new generation of cocina. Recipes are inspired by their rich heritage and family know-how. All ingredients are made in-house. Their new tequila bar is legit. My favorite is the mescalita in that bar. You should get it. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights. I was in there today with my uh, two five-year-olds. And Pablo helped us out, and uh, man, the chips and salsa was killer. They, all, all the staff was amazing, um, and it just to, to be able to go out with five year olds during COVID kind of time and get that kind of service that you felt safe. And um, man, I'm still full. It was good. That was a three, just you and the kids. Oh yeah, nice dude. That must have been fun. Uh, Taylor Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling, including burst pipes, overflowing toilets, down trees, fires, pet accidents, and vandalism. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, or Matt Sioux. Uh, you can hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. So I know we're getting long in the tooth. I'm dragging out the moose kill story just a little bit. I get a little excited with that stuff. Um, anyway, I told my wife I had a little nuance to our moose harvest that I didn't tell her. And I said she'll have to listen to the podcast to, to uh, find out what happened. So I, I, I smacked this bull. And he takes a, what, about a minute or so, Eric, and he finally lays down, lays his head down, and he's seemingly done, expired, and he wasn't. I did make a good a good kill shot on him, but, it, I mean, a good boiler maker long shot on this bull. Is every time you want to shoot a big game animal, I think you want to shoot it and hit longs. And he lays down, and he's seemingly still got some, some you know, feel in the tank, so Eric kind of lets out, a, like, a loud cow call. And, and then he stands back up. And I'm like, oh, man. So I get on him again, get set up, put one right into his chest. Bam. This is kind of graphic, but I don't mind sharing this. And uh, he takes it, and then he lays down and lays his head down. And we're like, all right. So I look at Eric. He looks at me. I throw my hands up like, yeah, I got him. You know, and we, we didn't hoot and holler. I didn't do that whole thing. I just, he looked at me and was like, yep, got him. All right, cool. So I walk up to this thing. And, you know, like, so you whispered, yeah, no, I was just, I just put my arms up, but I'm, th- <laughs> but I'm, I'm in my mind. I'm like, got him. You know, like yeah, you yeah. didn't say whack him, pack him and stack him. <laughs> if no, it's brown, man. it's down. <laughs> if it's, I should things. say whack him, pack him and stack him. That's pretty good. Uh, anyway, so I, I, I tell her, I'm going to walk up to him. It was like maybe two to five minutes or so. I, I it took me a few minutes to walk up to yeah, him. Right. Minutes. Yeah. So I walk up to him and I, and I, I poke him with my barrel. 
I'm like, all right. And I walk around the front, toward the front of him, and he goes, like, oh. let out that last, like, yeah. like just nerves and just like it yeah. just, it, you know, expiring 100%. So I walk around the front, and this time I take the bullet out of the chamber, put it on safety, close my scope caps, walk around. What happens? His right eye pops open. He stands straight up 10 feet away from me. What? Eric's sitting over on the hill watching this whole thing, dude. I'm like, holy shit. And I start like backing up like, I mean, a moose is big, but when yeah, it's like. That close. Holy shit, Huge. dude. His shoulder was like right above my head. I'm like, oh my God. I saw, I start backing up. And you could kind of tell he like wanted to step forward at me, but that right shoulder that I hit was injured so he kind of yeah. like he couldn't come and i'm like i mean this is all just like blowing me away like what the hell like i poked you like what the, like you know yeah. and, and and so i come around and he stands now i'm like shit i realize i don't have one in the chamber my cap my caps are closed so i like back up real slow and i put one in the chamber as i'm looking at him pop my my scope caps and i'm like fuck i'm zoomed in all the way still well, if so you're I, ten feet away, this yeah. Well, anyway. well, yeah, but, but you're still my zoom from the original shot. It, my scopes are two and a half to ten power, so so I'm like, I know that at ten, like if I put in my scope, it's just gonna be all like brown blur. So I freaking zoom it back out to two and a half. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I zoom it back out to twelve to to two and a half and uh, put it right on the behind his neck and whap. And, and, and hit him. Like, I got a good, like, now I'm backed up. Okay, hold me back up. So I'm backing up. I put one in the chamber, open my scope caps, zoom my scope, and I hit a tussock. And I stumble back. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm just free falling back, right? But it's a soft kind of slow motion fall. So I grab my rifle in right hand, stick it up in the air. I had the wherewithal enough to, like, think about, like, all of it. So I stick it up in the air because I want the gun to be, like, all sideways and weird. So I stick it up in the air. My left hand, thank God there's a tussock behind it, taller. And I just caught it with my left hand and bursted myself back up. And boom, got into shooting position and was like, bam, hit him right behind the ear. And I'll never forget this. You talk about memories. The weight of that animal, like, 20 yards in front of me, Straight down. Just, plop. I mean, I felt the ground like, you know, and I was like, what? and I look at Eric and he's looking at me like, I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I wasn't quiet there because I was just like, you know, doing this and he's just laughing over there. I'm like, dude, you just want to watch your best friend get trampled. <laughs> yeah. What'd you he's think like, of I that? Got it all. That was crazy, man. I know I've seen the, a video of it on YouTube before, but then to see it and right, right there, like right. your buddy walks up to it and just, brah, just. Horns like this, like oh he's God. all stumbling backwards, and you know, there's nothing you could really do. You see him like, oh shit, I'm too zoomed in, and he's yeah. all, and then boom, and he drops. Oh, and he this he walked crazy. away from the knob and didn't have his rifle. I don't even have my rifle. Uh, he's just standing there with I'm the bow paddle. He was calling and scraping and yeah. just doing that thing to the side. Yeah. So he like meandered back like halfway back to the the knob. Yeah. So he's just standing there. So this is happening because I kind of glanced over at him looking and like he's helpless. He can't yep. like yeah. I mean, there's nothing he can do. So I'm just like, holy fuck. You know, and I'm like trying yeah. to make all this happen. And thank God he was like injured enough. He couldn't yeah. like come. Yeah. And then I was like, damn, I was like, don't tell Rena. Don't tell Rena. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> so now, now she knows. But no, it was crazy. And uh, so, yeah, we had an we had a, uh, awesome day. We we um, we put we we 
went ahead and uh, Reno's calling you now. Yeah, yeah. Like, what did I just hear? So we we go back down to camp, and uh, I went over there again, confirmed he was a hundred percent expired, and was like, all right. So we go back to camp, had a quick bite, grabbed the equipment, grabbed all the gear, went back, cleaned them up, did the thing, got back out. Uh, next day was our last day, and uh, so. Great night, had a big bonfire, great dinner, some moose hawks. Eric loves those moose hawks. Oh, they're good. Yeah, so I took the hawk off my cousin's cow that he shot this last August mm. real quick, and I chopped them up into medallions. Yeah. I went oh, full nice. Steve Rinella meat eater style, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I uh, crock-potted it, so pre-cooked it, and then I brought the the uh, the juice in one bag, and the hawks all sliced in medallions, about, I don't know, maybe eight of them, in another Ooh. bag, froze them, and then brought them out and then reheated them all in a Ooh. cast iron. So I almost kind of like crock potted them again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I brought them out, I took a knife and I carved all the bone marrow out of the hawk bone. Oh. And so you just like got to mush it up and eat it with your meat. Oh. And uh, Eric really liked those hawks. That was good. There yeah. wasn't enough there. <laughs> no. And I was like, damn, man. I almost could have brought two, but it wouldn't have been like too much. Yeah. yeah. It was like a little tease because I thought it was going to be enough. Appetizer. Well, appetizer. Yeah. 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 So it was kind of yeah. like cool to have Order. that. Yeah, it's kind of cool to have that moose like three weeks that we just got three weeks ago, you yeah. know, and then have, you know, have that out there. Friday, we go up to the knob, man. It was pretty cool. We go right up. There's a double fork right as we crest the damn hill. Mm. We weren't ready. We were just like climbing up and doing our morning routine, and we're quiet and we're careful. We go up yeah, there. It was dusk. It was actually earlier than we'd been. Yeah. It was like t- about 10 minutes earlier so than we're normal, so it was like even darker. And we get up there, and Eric sees like a brown movement. He's like, oh, shit, I think there's a moose. And Look up there, I get the swallow on it. It's a double fork. We're like, oh, man. Because Eric at this point was like, it's either going to be something small. If I'm going to take something, it's going to be smaller or really big. Yeah, yeah like yeah. one of the other. It, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're not going to shoot like a three-brow type yeah, 36 just to yeah. like, yeah. It's either going to be a little guy or like he's going to shoot a banger. Yeah. So anyway, so about a 45-minute deal with that and he kind of slipped away and we're just like ah oh, damn man it's like yeah he was on he was about. honest he heard us coming up to yeah the yeah, so. yeah yeah and, and eric did a great job he cut the distance and got close and and then we had a good day we saw some moose that day and then at the end it was like cool eric kind of was like you know man we don't need another moose man mm-hmm. we got the, bo- yeah. the hitch thing and you know we've got plenty of moose meat and like we should just Call, cause we're talking about coming up Saturday and hunting a little bit more. Oh, okay. And, and and me being like that guy, like especially on a halibut trip, like when mm-hmm. Eric's like, pull the lines, I'm like, still yeah. jigging while he's pulling the yeah. anchor. I'm yeah. like, he's like, Brandon, you got to like stop fishing yeah. now. I'm yeah. like, all right, I got all the right. countdown. We, we, got yeah. a ton, we got a tunnel to hit. Uh, yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it, you know? And so like I'm like, let's come up Saturday morning. We're supposed to leave Saturday morning, but, you know, let's just like come up here for like two hours. He's like, man, it's going to take us all morning to pack up. We get a moose down. It's going to be a whole other day. And I'm like, all right. Fine. So it was pretty cool, humbling. We kind of like talked. We watched a beautiful sunset together. Just kind of reflected on the hunt, the 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 ten years in it, the yeah. whole thing, and like basically said, you know, the last good night to the to, to the, the knob and the beautiful sunset and to the spot went, to the spot. Went down, had a great dinner and and a big fire and some drinks. Finished off the beer and do that. Just man, like it was just like that was it, man. I was like that area uh, between Anchorage and Barrow is. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. It is. It's it's, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that Moose Valley. Yeah, that Moose and, Valley and we, between and we, Anchorage and Barrow. And we we so just nice. you know like ultimately, man, we had a great trip. Um, you know, we we got out of there. We made record time coming out, which was cool as hell. Um, you know, we had we had a beautiful uh, ride out and um, came out. Had some equipment issues that uh, we were able to rectify the next day. Um, enabled us to get out of there. 
and um, you know, ultimately stayed on schedule with where we wanted to go and stop and before we came to town. And so, um, you know, at the all, at the end of the day, we we got out of there safely. Um, we got a moose, a few broken things, um, some great memories, and and um, that was kind of something that I wanted to like. I don't know, necessarily say this like in closing, uh, but in terms of like bringing it all full circle, uh, we were sitting at the restaurant uh, the night we came out, and uh, I, I, and I'll say it again, like I really just want to thank like the crew that I go with, you know, Eric, his dad Bruce Corman, Eric Corman, uh, my cousin Phil Dickinson, who's like a brother, he's my first cousin. Um, we go back to diapers, you know, uh, that. Uh, Moose hunting for the first. Ooh, that's a nice call, dude. Oh, chat! Watch Damn, the door. There might be a fucking double shell. <laughs> Just come plowing in there here. Um, that uh, you know, the the preparation is awesome and it's fun and 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 it's it's a hell of a grind and a mission to put it all together. Yeah. Uh, and the logistics and the, everything that goes into it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And and the 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 hunting, the harvest, the writing. Uh, the the pulling the trigger the 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 grunting the calling the, the all that excitement that adrenaline I don't know about you but I like feel like a high when you're in those moments of when an animal's coming in not not even when I'm shooting like when someone else is shooting when something else is exciting is happening it's like an adrenaline rush like I think yeah. you equated it to like going on stage for a show it's like mm -hmm. this like rush and it takes over you and then you just react to it there's a lot that goes into that but what I'm getting at is that. It's the memories in those moments, in that time that you make with your your guys that you're with. And this is a guy who's my best friend. His dad has become one of my best friends over the years. My cousin is, like I said, a brother, family. Um, I, I guess as I'm getting older and more mature, I'm starting to realize that, like, that time on the knob while we just sit up there and bullshit and drink beer and hang out. That's talk about, about life and, and family and kids and women and just all like the shit that we go through and, yeah. and all the stuff. And like, it's like, uh, that stuff is what I, and getting alluding back to what you talked about, Jack, that's what I remember. Yeah. And that's what I valued, especially on this trip. I was just like, I took a picture of us all with the moose and I was like, yeah, that's my dudes, man. Like we've all been here since day one, established this camp invested in the equipment like we've all invested in the equipment for each other yeah you know thirty thousand dollar boats and argos and like all the stuff like it all toys like, it, like it, jeff lynn says it equates toys, toys, it, toys. it was cool because like and i said it with like i thank them genuinely from my heart because without them this wouldn't happen like this trip and this memory and this decade that we built together wouldn't happen if we didn't all play our part in bringing all that stuff into this equation and then ultimately, you know, agreeing to disagree and having our bickering little arguments and like having heartfelt moments like on a kill and the big hug and the and, and you know, when somebody's maybe a little bit down and the next guy brings them up. I mean, all that stuff is like really what it's all about, man. And yeah. I and I felt that like really kind of culminate and come to what I really value in the Moose Hunt every year is that happy place, the trip, the camaraderie. The kill, the harvest, that's all the, the icing on the cake. I've said that before, but, man, I just love my guys. And, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for anything better yeah. uh, to hunt with those guys in those moments. And um, thank you, Eric. Yeah, sure. thank you, know, you, man. Thank you to Bruce and yeah. Phil. And Oh, dude, my pleasure. I, I just 
that's it's what we live for. Right? You know how you can thank us? Yeah. Thank Brandon. How's that? Take us on your nice boat to go deer hunting. Oh, I'm ready. Ooh, the home wrecker? <laughs> October the 1. The home wrecker. Oh, called, we got a name, not, the home wrecker. It's not called the home wrecker for a reason, for Ooh. nothing. I want to go. We need, yeah. we need to yeah. tie up together. We get Jack's there. boat and Eric's yeah. boat, boys. Yeah, yeah I'm always deer, more happy Deer season's coming up. Like, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking that uh, that Monday after, what is it, like October 3rd maybe is uh, what I was looking. Yeah, we're going to so, have to extend that. Maybe yeah. some hockey shit going on. Just found out both our kids are going to a hockey tournament at the same time. At least we'll be in four days together. Yeah. 15th. That's like later. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And I want to get out there with the bow during, uh, during rep. Nice. So, oh, that'd yeah, be fun. If you're interested in there. I'm bet, like, I'm looking for like under three, under three feet for three days. If I can find one, I'll, yeah. I'm in. Okay. Gotta, Let's gotta just yeah, like watch your, that storm and wait for the, room. wait for the, Oh yeah, wait, no. I, yeah, I, I, what you're trying I to got do. the yeah. water weather yeah. down, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I just yep. don't. Good call, Daniel. I, I don't fuck Good call with on it. That. Yeah, set the tone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it'd be nice to partner up. It's always safer, like. Yeah. No, for know. sure. It's nice yeah. to have a second boat. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. had a great year. I've been out there. We went bear hunting, and we've been out doing stuff, and you know, it's not over. I mean, we we went moose hunting and did our thing and sheep, and like we're gonna have <laughs> the a wife, the wives thinks it's over. Oh yeah, I know they're like, okay, you're done now, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. December thirty yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, why I told yeah. her. I was like, you know, it's really like May first to January first, really, yeah. where it's all there's no honey in February. It's about there it. is. It's <laughs> just in Hawaii, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and if I could get out there and do it, I would too. Oh my goodness! But, uh, well, thank you for everyone for listening. And if you're not yeah. a Patreon member yet, please go to our website, AlaskaWildProject.com. We do have the Annie uh, Nagasan story up there. Um, we do plan on. I, I think we've decided the boys are down with doing the Golcana. Yeah, get the whole crew in. Uh, get or? the whole crew in All and right. do a Golcana soiree. Um, for the Patreon only. Yeah, so if you're yeah. not a Patreon member, um, you know, get on there. Thank you, hundred percent. Thank you to the Patreon. There's yeah, there's a couple ballers out there that are putting in some money, and there's some people that are just supporting it, man. It's yeah. it's awesome to see. It's awesome, you know. And and, and we do have some new merch coming out, and we're going to give the Patreon members the link to get to that stuff early um, with a discount. Uh, so that they can get recoup some of that money with some of this cool stuff that we got going on before yep. we even like put it out to everyone. Yeah. Um, so if you're Sweet. not a Patreon member, just go to the best thing to do is just go to our website, alaskawildproject.com and uh, become a Patreon, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not getting up on the local greens yet, go to the local greens, go to double shovel, go buy some cider, go sign up for a subscription over there. Um, you won't regret it, man. I've been become so addicted to just eating any kind of like game meat or just a steak or a salmon filet with just that that local greens with just lime on it, like I was telling yeah. you at the hockey game the other day. Clean and simple. And with just lime, just lime all over it and cracked pepper, dude, it's yeah. it's amazing. With all, any other protein, it's just so good. And all of our gardens are dying, so it's it's time to, uh, if you want year-round fresh produce, you got to sign up for a subscription at Local Greens. Yes, nice. yes. If you haven't left us an Apple Podcast review yet, go ahead and do that. And um, remember, boys, hunting's not over yet. There's deer season coming up. Black tail. Um, home wrecker. Ooh, my favorite. The <laughs> home wrecker. Go. Yes, sir. So thank you for listening in Alaska. Stay wild out there. We appreciate you guys. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing?
The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be high-performing and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machine under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. 